Welcome, everybody, to the very first episode of the Forged in Light podcast. This is Lich Loth. We'll be having an open-ended conversation about the state of the game right now and how we felt about Lightfall. Light lives in all places and all things. You can block it, even try to trap it, but the light always finds its way because we are forged in light. Hi everyone. <laughs> hey, let's not, be, let's not make it awkward in this room. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. <laughs> All right. So I guess we could uh, we could start off by giving giving a little bit about ourselves and our qualifications to be talking about this game. I guess. Sure. But yeah. uh, I I'm Lich Loth. I've been playing off and on since Destiny One. I played a bit of Destiny One. Played when the most of the expansions, and I kind of fell off after um, the Taken King, came back for Destiny 2 a bit, fell off again, and then old Crimson over here roped me back in right before Beyond Light, and I've been playing since then. That's true. And I'm Crimson, everyone. Hi. Yeah, I've been playing since 2014, just like Lich, and, um, you know, played all expansions. Uh, probably didn't stick with all the expansions throughout the entire year, um, especially once Osiris came around. Uh, definitely played through like Forsaken for a long time and Shadowkeep and all that stuff fell off after Shadowkeep. But I think between all of us, we 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 rack up some pretty high numbers and high hours. Um, came back into the game two months before Beyond Light and been playing ever since nonstop daily. So. Um, yeah, I like to think that I'm pretty comfortable with the game, and I know what I'm talking about to a certain degree. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. And, uh, <laughs> I am Doom. I've been playing, uh, I started playing D1 right around the end of House of Wolves, right around the end of that expansion. Played through mm-hmm. into one. D2, and then uh, played D2 pretty regularly uh, through Shadowkeep. I think I kind of fell off at the beginning of Shadowkeep, and I was out for a while. I didn't go get back into it until Lich brought me back in uh, at the end of Beyond Light, right before the drop of Witch Queen. And after playing through Witch Queen, I was hooked. I was back in it, and uh, so much so that I'm starting a podcast with these two fine gentlemen. So. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Hopefully that gives everyone here a little insight of who we are, where we come from, what our backgrounds in it. I'm a Titan main, probably the best class in the entire game, Uh, which here is... (laughs) If you you like crayons, I guess. (laughs) Which is a dark magician. Um, And then we have our bonafide hunter, uh, Doom, um, a.k.a. also Titan, uh, a.k.a. also Warlock. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's a little bit of everything. He he dips his toes and everything. Play it all. You gotta play it all, or else you're all you're right. missing out. You know, you swing every way, 
you miss out on a third, two thirds of the fun. I like to believe that uh, Crims and I would be better friends if uh, I didn't play my hunter as often. I feel like yeah. I get on your skin a little bit, you know, a little yeah. touchy with the hunters. Well, yeah. <laughs> if anyone hasn't picked up, yeah, I'm not a fan of hunters. <laughs> I think we all have like our class that we, we, we least like. Oh, there's a, there's, everybody's got a class they love to hate. And, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah, definitely yours is Hunter. Like, you want to trigger Crimson, you throw a Invis Hunter in the crib, the <laughs> and that's it. it. <laughs> He's breaking a controller. Let's not deep dive into that right now, all right? <laughs> this is not a Dr. Phil episode. <laughs> no, it's actually an intervention. We're here to talk to you about your hatred of Hunters. So. <laughs> it's just Maybe if you played one a little more, you'd like it. Yeah, well, this is we we got together and made this podcast just to have a quick interview. This is how you guys reeled me in. <laughs> please, for months we talk about a podcast. Oh, please show us on the doll where the hunter touched you. So. <laughs> I don't know where because he's fucking invisible. <laughs> Oh man, maybe if you weren't wearing such thick Titan armor, whatever. you'd be able to feel it. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta be protecting everyone. Can't always watch my own ass. Um, <laughs> but all right, boys. Now that uh, it's been what we're we're two weeks into the game, two weeks into the season, into a new expansion. What are your thoughts? It's it's been it's been hot and cold, man. Like a lot of the newer abilities and shit that they've put out have been great strands been cool a lot of the new weapons have been cool the raid although it was kind of half a flop half not was it was still cool everything was cool but it just wasn't we were so hyped up from witch queen and like everything that witch queen gave us that this one just it felt lackluster real realistically it just it felt like it it didn't hit a home run quite as well as Witch Queen did. Yeah, I think actually coming off the heels of Witch Queen is, is kind of what put us where we're at right now because we did come from I arguably one of the the best expansions and uh, like stories that we've had thus far in Destiny. And to go from that, the build-up to Witch Queen, the you know big reveals and all the, the seasonal content that we got there, whether we thought, you know, every season was good or bad, you know, cough, cough, season of plunder. But we don't, you know, to go from that into where we're at right now, it just, it feels like it's lacking. It just, I don't know. It just, I can't, it feels like a miss. And I like, yeah, oh, like a, like a step back. Exactly. This feels like a step back. No. No, definitely, it, it definitely. There's a, a little bit of a feeling of like betrayal, especially with uh, how much people are invested into this store, into the game. You know, people who who have subscribed to take part in this like astounding ten year uh, journey with Destiny. Uh, I, I mean, we we said in the beginning, like a lot of us have come and gone constantly, uh, and that's due to the fact that you know they could draw you in for a bit and then destiny unfortunately has this like history of losing you because it just can't they don't have the engagement that they they sometimes have in certain expansions or seasons and that that is really like to me it's very hard to like see why like where like you would think that that would be an easy 
if there's a gear that is not working in the machine, you could usually narrow it down. You would think that by now, especially with the drop of Witch Queen um, and the way that that brought back a huge surge of players because of the quality of the narrative, because of the direction it was going, that they would have definitely used that template and gone with it. Uh, and this, you know, many people have said it, a lot of the content creators said it like this being the infinity war of for us, for, for the people who have been here since the beginning, you know, like, and then uh, Final Shape being Endgame, you would think that they would not hold out any information for the, the first season of a major expansion. Now, if that is a plan, I think it's a li- it's it's I think it's kind of uh, sad that they got to do that um, to draw out. Um, memberships or I guess player base because that that almost seems like that's what they're trying to do then like all right we're not going to give them the full game or the full story yet because if not maybe they won't play the other seasons maybe there will be no reason for them to play the other seasons but you know we're so close to the end I truly believe that most of the player base would stick around for the entire year like at least all the seasons at this point especially now that we know that this is going to be the end yeah, it almost it, it seems like a trend, right? Like Forsaken came out and Forsaken was like a highly everybody loved Forsaken. It did a lot of changes to the game that everybody needed and everybody wanted. Everybody like, let's do it, this is great. And then Beyond Light came out and you're like, uh what's going on here? And and then they followed up with Witch Queen, knocked it out. But when they when they had Beyond Light, you know, Stasis came out and that was cool. We had a lot of fun with Stasis, then Witch Queen, but we, we didn't really have too too great of a story. You but know, in retrospect, like we the, look at like Beyond Light, and we like we you got we remember like they did that when they were at home because of COVID times. So yeah, that that even that expansion was a little lackluster when you do look back at it when it comes to like content that was delivered in the initial first season expansion. We got Stasis. Uh, and even that in the story didn't feel like it was ramrodded down our throats like Strand was was in this one. But at least in Beyond Light, there even the story, the cohesion of the story was more cohesive than what we got with Lightfall. Well, like with, with Stasis, there was an explanation. It was uh, there was a development of the ability itself. It wasn't just we found Stasis and started using it because we could and there was like like that's the only reason we have for for using strand right now because we can like oh, <laughs> what is it why why do why did it come about why is it showing itself now is it uh, a response to the the witnesses presence which w- even if they just dropped that alone i would have accepted that as an explanation i really would have it would have been like okay fine i might not understand it or agree with it but hey at least we have something and that's better than what we have right now, which is nothing. And like with Stasis, there was this like very developed storyline where, you know, you have, you know, your your enemy using this new power against you and you have to discover it and, you know, realize that you can use it. And oh, okay, like just because you use the darkness to fight your enemies doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad, like it does, you know, that's when we start finding out like light and dark aren't necessarily good and bad. They're just opposite sides of the same coin. So mm-hmm. like, I don't, I, like we didn't get any of that. So, you know, strand while cool as it is, feels like just another ability for having another ability's sake. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. So it, it, it kind of, that's why it falls flat for me. Yeah, because Beyond Light, <clears throat> Stasis was like Aramis found Stasis and all that stuff, but she also found it because um, she found the, the Black Pyramid that was on um, Europa. So like it was cool to see like, all right, she engaged, she went in, she infiltrated the Black Pyramid, was able to extract this darkness power, and therefore that's why we can get it because in a way we, we run into it accidentally without knowing what it is, and we're like, oh shit, she's using it we need to be able to see if we could use this power. Now, with Strand, is like, oh, here's a new level. By the way, there's these green threads that just have all of a sudden we could see. Like, it's like looking into the Matrix. Like, what the hell? How come we can never pull this before, but now all of a sudden <laughs> we can see it? Like, <sighs> yeah. Well, I want to I wanna go back and retouch on the stasis thing. We actually had Elsie, the, the stranger, with stasis with... Um, with her kind of fire team there with Eris and everything else showing that the stasis like Eris got stasis at the end of forsaken and Elsie takes it over. And later we get more lore, you know, Elsie goes for it because um, she feels drawn to it and she wants to take it to, to help her sister too, to like get understanding for it and mm-hmm. kind of like have the power ahead of time. And we had that in beyond light with, with the, the stranger kind of guiding us through it. Yeah. Yeah. And she was a good character for it. Cause also after the, after the campaign, you get the, you know, the backstory between her and her sister. Yeah. Um, and with Clovis and all that. And that why, yeah. Like, and, why and Clovis and all that other stuff. Yeah. The test that he was you, trying to do and like, um, uh, pretty much patch into the darkness and draw that power. Yeah. We got a lot of awesome narrative that, yeah, that even that was sprinkled across, but definitely heavily added to like the whole like reasoning behind wanting to get stasis. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of that stuff we didn't really find out until after, right before Lightfall dropped out. Mm-hmm. Like the puka and everything, like the lore behind the puka and how they like sense people's feelings and give them um, like visions of their past. Like that has to do with the feeling that they're feeling. And I, yeah, I don't know. It's like sure it was like sprinkled in over the over all this time but still we had a, a much closer reason why we liked having stasis it would like a more of a reason yeah it would have been cool that if over time like especially during uh witch queen if throughout the seasons as the seasons progressed uh and the same activities that we run all the time especially in like public areas like strikes and all that stuff if you we would have seen like can you imagine like seeing green strands all of a sudden appearing just randomly not as much as we see now but like a one random like little line and you don't even see it like it it would almost be like an easter egg you'd be like is that an artifact that's happening in the in the games there's something going on in the games it's a glitch like what's going on but little little things just being tossed in there like the pukas that the stranger had like we didn't know anything about it but everyone questioned it like where the hell did the stranger get that from now we know um where they derive from but like i think that would have even been core at least like you know like touched on curiosity like ooh, what are these things what the hell's happening to the world and then when we would have gone to lightfall boom like oh my god that those are the strands those that's it that's the shit we've been seeing everywhere all over the place like yeah. even something as subtle as that like my god that would have felt so good but it just felt like such lazy writing and i hate to attack i'm not attacking the writers but i'm like it really did feel like very lazy writing it just it felt like they put all their time and effort into balancing and making strand good mm. and they just kind of they they said eh, it'll be okay the narrative's okay 
Like that's that's they just let it as okay, which is it's whatever, because everything else about the game is pretty good. Yeah, just narratively, we kind of got let down a little. Yeah, I mean, because there were yeah there were good moments in the campaign, and I I almost feel like too like we didn't get our money's worth with the campaign where, and it's hard because we're comparing a lot of things to like our our history with the game already and there have been lows you know we act like there haven't been any bad times fucking curse of osiris a six six month season at the end of uh beyond light yeah yeah you know there have been some really awful moments in destiny too and like we forget like hey those still exist just because a new expansion came on, this is the most relevant one. This is all people remember. Yeah, but there there were moments where there were like even Coaster's a curse of Osiris, people were afraid, like that was it. That was going to be the end of the game in general. It was so bad. Um, but it recovered, luckily. Um, and they're gonna recover from this. You know, all they gotta do now, they have time to re- change stuff around, create a really good seasonal story for next season, which they probably will. And I mean, based on like the um, what they tweeted earlier today to, you know, they're saying already like, Oh yeah, we're adding new things, new stories uh, for, for the season coming up and all that stuff that are going to explain so many aspects of the campaign. And, um, and which, I mean, I do uh, agree with that, but like you're talking about Bungie under Activision at the time, which was dictating a lot of the creative control of the game and, you know, splitting off from Activision. This is why I think this is worse than, and I'm not saying like, the expansion itself is worse than uh, the Curse of Osiris because that was pretty bad. But <laughs> like, like why I why this hurts more is because we know what it can be, and now no. we're experiencing what it's not. And with you know Curse of Osiris, we had what the Red War, and then a few like lackluster content drops here and there. There was it felt. It felt like it was dying, but now we're getting this like gut shot right as we were like experiencing like banger after banger after banger of content. And like, yeah, okay, we have a flat season here and there, but again, we we know what they're capable of. We've we've experienced these crazy highs with Destiny, and it's so much fun when it's just when it's when it's when they're on, they're on, man. It feels so good. You get drawn yeah. into this game, the story. I get hyped. I watch videos, and I'm like, it's like reading a book, man. It really is. It you it you get to experience this game sometimes. It just feels so great. And then you kind of and like maybe it's just because we don't agree with the direction that they went. And then eventually the story will reveal itself to be amazing. Like, I don't know. I can't predict the future here. All I can talk about is what I got to play. And what I got to play for the last three weeks now has not inspired a lot of confidence in in what this expansion has to offer. So, Yeah. I mean, it. yeah, the campaign wasn't – campaign story – lackluster lore afterwards not bad most of the lore videos from most of the content creators have been interesting as hell because they like fill in the the blanks that you kind of wish they would have just kind of peppered into the campaign Mm -hmm. just to make the campaign a little bit more interesting to keep people like engaged in it instead of like by the time we hit callus at the end you're like this is it yeah (laughs) 
we're done. Like, yeah, yeah. Is there anything else to do? No. Oh, that, no, that's it. Ending cinematic. And, and then you're on to the post campaign storyline where it had more interesting lore and more interesting stories. Well, yeah. It's now funny. we have like this, like the acolytes of Nezarek, like, how cool is that? Like, uh, lit- like literally, like the Knights of Ren type group <laughs> from Kylo Ren. But we have to learn about these things through, uh, you know, lore through the weapons from the raid. And it's like, uh, there's there's great stories there. There's so much good content, and it's like it's not like why why focus just on for the most part this new ability that we have, and you know, you just. I don't know. Well, I mean, the the raid weapon stuff. I feel like they did that right. Like, oh, I'm, yeah, same. If you're going into the raid, you should. If you want to learn about everything. They're going to pepper it in into all of the raid stuff, whether it's the gear, the lore tabs, all that stuff. If you really want to dive in, just like they did with Val, Val had great lore behind yeah, it. Yeah, agree. And you just had to dive in and read it yourself, mm-hmm. or watch some other content creator's video breaking it down for you. You know? <laughs> no, I agree, and I. I'm, I would consider myself, uh, as far as the lore goes, pretty lazy. I like being spoon fed by other content creators. <laughs> My lore. <laughs> it, is, it is nice. It is nice. <laughs> they, they break it down in a way that is far more uh, palatable for me. I, I can like, understand it to, better. It's to where you need a librarian almost because it can be very overwhelming. As like, where do you start? Yeah. Uh, where, you know, yeah. where do you end? Uh, what do you connect? And, when you're you could you could go in and read all the lore books and make all the connections yourself but at the same time it's so overwhelming it's so much information that it just you can't it's really hard to retain all that stuff in relevancy especially when you're trying to take it all in at one time it's incredible yeah i mean if you want to read it all where do you have time to play yeah (laughs) yeah i you got to play to get the lore tabs that you have to read the lore tabs and that's like a full-time job in itself that's why we have our librarians like vife and Milan and, yeah. and everybody else that make this stuff for the community mm-hmm. so it's a little easier for them you know yeah the lore it, is, i'm really hoping that one day they come out with like after the game is fully over they come out with like an omnibus where it actually catalogs and puts everything in like order for you guys for everyone for the consumer and you can just buy the omnibus and just read it all yeah, that would be our Destiny TV show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, as flat as we feel the campaign fell on us, uh, awesome quality of life changes. I gotta say, I'm really happy with a lot of the the stuff that they've they've just maneuvered around and made it easier for. Uh, people to you know min max dps build craft do all this kind of stuff it's it's awesome it's like we are at a, a state in the game where it's like like it feels like we have such a, a solid core now that if if they just nailed that narrative aspect it would just be game over like oh god like mm-hmm. sign me up um that's it that's all i want so yeah. but the the thing, the, the quality of life changes were great for us. People that do play this game, that have been playing this game for a while. If you don't have anything to keep a new player interested in it, like a great story to, to hook them in, all the quality of life changes are, aren't for anybody but you and me. 
You know? Yeah, agreed. agreed. And we got to remember, you know, with them being bought out by Sony, like they need to the quality of life. Like it, it's great, and it's it's add on. It's added on to like my experience of this season so far, and how much credit that buys them. I don't know. That's going to be different for everyone. For me, the story, yes, felt very short. Um, did it feel like a yeah punch to the gut? Yes. Um, do I have faith in them? I do. Um, do the quality of life changes in the game so far as a whole? Does that balance it out for me? Uh, I think it does for me personally. And that's why I think it's it's really going to be a personal choice for each person. Uh and now I look at it as as a business option. Like they need sustainability, and sustainability is bringing in new players and keeping that 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 base going. Um, because we've all seen it, you know. By the end of the year, a lot of the player base falls off. All that stuff that's regular with Destiny. But how do you engage? How do you keep it entertaining? And how do you make it easy for someone to follow this game and jump into the game and not feel like, all right, I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm done. I'm deleting the game. Yeah. And yeah, the mod system, the explanations of mods in it, um, being able to go back and play older missions or feel like you're never uh, FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. Like a lot of new players don't have to fear that as much as we used to before. Um, there are still people who will always complain. You can never make everyone happy. Uh, but so far for me, I do like where the game is at. Uh, I am excited to see what happens next season. Oh, shit. I'm still excited to see what the rest of this season has when it comes to the story. Uh, Cause I do feel like they definitely, the story itself is actually doing all right with the drip effect. Uh, do I wish it just would have been in the core campaign? Yes, we all do. It's not going to happen anymore. It's over. That's it. We got to take it at for what it is. Um, but the mod system, the quality of life changes, loadouts, all these little things. I think they even had a little bit of a graphical update, too, because like I pay attention to a lot of that stuff. And I think my biggest gripe is still the frame rate issue with, with most consoles or PC, especially at higher frame rates. Yeah. And I mean, so we were kind of we were discussing this earlier today on the discord with, you know, other people in our clan. And, uh, you know, it was, it, it's, it's pretty unanimous. I think a lot of people feel this way about, you know, what the campaign was and, and, and how it's developed. But I think, I think, so for me, what's, what kind of scares me is it feels like, it feels like we're starting off an expansion with a, a, a content drought. And, you know, I'm all, I'm, I'm used to that. Being a Destiny player is, uh, you know, living with content droughts you, you have to get used to those it's just finding ways to power through them whether it's you know bounty prepping or, or or doing something just to get ready for the next season you know like they can't always have content for us that's that's we we're familiar with that feeling by now and for some of us it's okay for others it's not but when you start out uh the beginning of an expansion like the you know it just it feels it's it's not confidence inspiring i guess i should say yeah yeah but again it would it would take a lot for me to lose faith in this game i am still a gigantic fan which i mean it's it's hard i guess that's why you feel so strongly about this kind of stuff is because you love the game as much as you do so i guess if it's a good thing that we feel this way 
Yeah, it's a love-hate relationship. You know, you want to see something you care about grow and grow correctly or in the right direction. And when it doesn't happen, if you that's why you do get a sense of like betrayal, like, oh, God, what did you do, do to me? But we got it's a really fine line to walk, you know, where we have this false sense of ownership, like, oh, no, but this has to be done for me. Like, we, we want this. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, we got to remember that this is an art piece. This is a piece of art, artwork that takes hundreds of people to create and it touches thousands of hands before it even gets to the final product and yeah sometimes the ball gets dropped sometimes it doesn't um but at the end of the day you got to appreciate everything that they are doing and think about in 2014 when they announced this you know when they said this is a 10-year lifespan game and everyone's like dude you're out of your damn minds this shit will never happen you guys are crazy you no way you're talking shit out your ass it, but they did it. You know, we're about to hit the 10 year. Next year will be the 10 year mark and it'll be the end. Where, where do we go after that? Uh, we don't know. But all I know is that at this moment, yes, the campaign fell short for me. I didn't like it. Uh, I was really, really disappointed. But the quality of life so far, everything else that the game has to offer, I am enjoying. So that I'm hoping that with these changes that they're implementing now, you know, the commendation system and all that stuff, they're, they're clearly going in and changing it and seeing the effects that it's having on the community on the game uh they're taking in a lot of feedback and that is one thing that i do like i know you guys are on twitter i am and i i interact a lot with the bungie bungie help and a lot of the the devs and all that stuff so it's like it's great to see that they're really open to um communicating with the community uh and seeing what people think about stuff so far and they try to do changes or make the updated changes and correct changes needed to to make the game better for everyone. And I feel like they're going to keep on implementing these things throughout these next seasons. So when Final Shape does come out, it's going to be at the pinnacle that the game could ever be. So True. But uh, moving on to what Doom started to bring up earlier is quality of life changes. What are some of your guys' favorite quality of life changes that they, they threw out with Flightfall? <laughs> I think unanimously we could all say it's probably going to be the damn uh, loadout system. Oh, it's true. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. There's the, the the. Go ahead. Loadouts have been great. Yeah, it's been it's been great. It's been great to have that in game. I don't. The only gripe I have with it is the weapon aspect of it. I kind of wish you could you could take weapons out of it. I, I know there's workarounds for it, but I'd rather just have an armor and mod set up. Yeah. Then have weapons in- incorporated in-, in it too. Yeah, I mean, you could equip any weapon and then save the loadout and then put the weapons that you technically made the loadout with into your vault and then you'll always have an open weapon slot on it. It'll never it'll never equip a weapon, so that's the workaround. I mean, I saw I saw the the best workaround for it was just grab blue blues out of collections, make all your loadouts with blues and then delete them. And then it doesn't matter what you have anywhere because it'll pull stuff from your vault to put it on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, on your armor, on weapons, I swear. On weapon, it'll it'll pull your weapons out. Oh, okay. Okay. So for me, uh, super simple, but I love it. Is uh, the seasonal artifact mods basically auto equipping as soon as you unlock them? I think that's awesome. That's an incredible. Quality of life change. It really is. Because. And it's free. And it's free to reset it, which is it, nice. Exactly. Because 
because I'm constantly resetting that thing. I, I don't really know a lot of people that were building into uh, seasonal weapon origin traits. As <laughs> as cool as they are, uh, I don't really know of anybody that was like, "Oh, I I really need this weapon origins trait to to be boosted, to be you know vital to my build." So I think making that just like if you unlock it. Now it's already active. That's awesome. So you get to utilize the buff to that Origins trait while it's active for that season. And you're not burning a mod slot so you can hip fire better with your text mechanical weapons. Like, I don't like that doesn't. It's it's cool. It's cool that they had that stuff. But like, again, nobody was building into it. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It definitely is very nice to not have to worry about equipping overload. Unmanned. I don't know, man. When, <laughs> when, when Vice, when Vice Stinger, when you had the the better Vice Stinger on uh, during the linear fusion meta, I was putting that. I was putting that on the sharpshooter one. I was like, I want more Vice Stinger procs. This is going to make it better. Well, with few exceptions, but yeah, definitely. I mean, that one was that one was kind of a gimme, but it's you know, there's just there's certain things where you're like, ah, you know, it's cool, it's cool, but like, do I want to sacrifice a mod slot so I can have this, or do I want to run something else that's going to benefit resilience, you know, or, or mm-hmm. any of the other traits that you can build into? So it was, yeah. for me, that was a, a welcome change and a really, really good quality of life change. The champion changes great with subclass verbs being able to counter champions is just icing on the cake. Chef's, <laughs> Chef's kiss. kiss, yep. It's so good. <laughs> you want to deal with champions, just just put on your Riptide with uh, with Chill Clip and an auto-loading holster, and you're golden. Oh. <laughs> you can take out every champion. You can take out a barrier, overload, and unstoppable. 100%. As, as a hunter, I am equipping Caliban's hand, throwing knives, and just igniting the entire room. While simultaneously stunning unstoppables, I mean, I, I can't think of a, a more fun way to play the game. Yeah, uh, that that one thing that I think the game can have a better direction in is with explaining. I mean, I guess it's the artifacts of how certain weapons synergize with artifacts in your builds too because like there are a lot of things like oh yeah by the way your weapon does even though it doesn't have unstoppable the explosion of like an incandescent round or something like that will proc will a stun an unstoppable champion and things like that you know that has come uh we we get that like even now like we have that like i believe incandescent will proc or like stun a champ and it it will it will start scorch stacks, but it will not. I mean, if you are in a group where you have like seven scions around an unstoppable, um, and you kill all seven scions and they all blow up enough, say you have torches on and mm-hmm. you're getting additional scorch stacks, if all of them explode and get the scorch stacks to make him ignite, it will stun him. The only way to stun him is to ignite him. So using incandescent, you have to get a lot of. It. I mean, you can still get the stun off, but you got to make sure it's set up perfect. Like you got to have all the scions around him. You got to kill all the scions. You got to spread the scorch to him and let him blow up. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's. I mean, those. It's really cool how you can build into that now. You know, like 
you being able to like just in case like artifacts you know into your build especially in the solar solar i really i'm really enjoying solar right now the new fragments have been awesome the new the two new fragments per class that you guys can buy that everyone could buy like i've actually really been liking those especially with void and and solar so um yeah, I think the arc ones weren't that great. I'll be a hundred percent. I haven't really played ones? with them, and no one's really talked about them. Yeah, I I haven't touched it. I like after playing with arc pretty much for the full season of last season. Like I just like I want to take a break. I want to go back to like my solar or my void. Um, I haven't really touched stasis either. I I need to mess around with the stasis build, uh, with the new artifacts uh, mods. So check those out see what i can come up with but it's been fun because even uh even though heart of Inmost light got nerfed for for all the titans um i i've been like finding myself going back to like hollow fire and all that for solar so um that's pretty cool and on top of that i want to start using uh armentarium you know again like i've been going back to wanting to like all right let me see what i can build with these exotic chess pieces that i haven't touched in like a year or so yeah, no, it's so for me, uh, it's just been void and solar for my hunter this whole season. It's been so much fun, and I mean, solar is what I chose to run the campaign with, and I think you know, I I stood by that. It was it was nice to be able to throw a knife and watch the whole room ignite because you know explosions are cool, but. At the same time, it was it was a very new build. I was still discovering, you know, okay, like this is what synergizes, this is what doesn't with the new uh, mod system, and and so it was it was a learning curve for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, when Lich put together this void build uh, utilizing Grafalcon on my hunter playing void, oh my god, it's just turn the room purple with you know, volatile explosions, uh, and never stop. And you are an orb making machine and it's so much. Mm-hmm. Fun. And that I've, I've yeah. literally never had more fun with a build any class than with my void hunter so far this season. So, yeah. 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 It's been, it's been great. It's been a it's been a good season for Solar and Void. I we'll see what they decide to do next season because I don't think they're gonna have Solar and Void be the burns for the entire time. Maybe they switch it up next season. Hopefully they do Stasis Arc, give us something else to do. For sure, make yeah. different builds. Yeah, I hope they go back and kind of rework Stasis. Um, I mean, I've played it a few times during what was it crucible no it was uh the first week i believe first or second week of this new um this new season where like you need to get stasis use a stasis class for the surge for like vanguard ops and my god do i just not like the feel of it for a titan anymore it is you just feel like a giant brick you feel like a giant ice block you're slow you're the melee i already have a problem with titan melees and everyone i think a lot of titan mains can agree with me that most 95% of the time, your melee will never fucking connect with any enemy. They could be a foot in front of you, and somehow your 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 guardian will fucking whiff it. It always happens. It happens with, with stasis a lot. It happens with every damn melee I do. I could be so close to an enemy, and it pisses me off. And when I was using it last week, 
same thing, you know, especially for how vulnerable you are now with the melee after they nerfed it to the ground. Oh, God, it just felt like no wonder I stopped playing this class right <laughs> for, for now, at least. You, you may not have fun with it in PvE, but Stasis Titan is a fucking menace in Trials of Osiris. <laughs> if you go against a three-stack Stasis Titan, it's, you don't, it's almost impossible to win. It's literally cancer like it is terrible <laughs> to play against because they open the match with one of them in a horfrost z that exotic yeah, yeah. and they all break it they all have whispers of rhyme on where they get the stasis overshield for picking up the shatters yeah. the shattered crystals they all always have a, an overshield they all always have their grenades up which is by the way they're running the ice grenade to make ice walls so they just sprint at you with these ice walls and they break it with their melee and you just die. You can't, There's no way you can fight it because they're, they're always overshielded. They always have a, a stasis wall ready to put up to block you from, from you running away from them. They are a menace yeah. in, in endgame PvP. It, it is really hard to play against. <laughs> and I see three stasis titans and it's the, the Halo Reach meme where it's current objective, survive. Like literally, you are yeah. going because they have... they are going to they are going to mess yeah. you. <laughs> and I'm not a PVP player, and y'all know that. So, like, I'm I, I that's not my bread and butter. It's true. That's for you that's guys. Like, there is a there is a place for stasis titans, and it is to be annoying in endgame PVP <laughs> and just run trains on people because. <laughs> It's not, it's not fun to yeah, play I mean, I'll, I'll give you Maybe that. I need a farm better artifice armor to build into a PvP build for stasis for myself. But at this point, even from what I've myself experienced just playing it in like PvE and all that stuff in Nightfall, like I just wasn't a fan so far with it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a place for stasis titan in PvE endgame. Maybe like memeing around in low level content, but. I just I don't think there's a place for Mm -mm. end game stasis titan. Yeah, I just feel like they don't really have much to offer other than that barricade wall now with the horfrosty, you know, to give you guys a little bit of overshield. But other than that, once that's popped, it's like, all right, well, I'm not going to melee anything because I'm going to get my ass shot up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there goes my fucking spear, my ice spear that I would be able to make. Um, But yeah, and then other than that, I don't have anything else. And then even I feel like Stasis, uh, it's Stasis um, um, Barrage is so detrimental to the rest of the team, especially in like higher end uh, end game content for PvE. Like it's just going to get in everyone's way or risk the chance of trapping my my teammates and then you guys are dead and then it's all my fault. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to mess with this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, back on to, to some of the new things added with Lightfall. Some of these new perks that they got. Have you guys gotten anything with kinetic tremors on it? Oh, uh, dude. Yes, the new uh, AR that they, that you could get. Yeah, that drops with like a Vanguard playlist. Or it's a world drop, but it has a high chance of dropping a Vanguard playlist. It's pretty dope. The tremor. Yeah. yeah awesome. That, well, it's, it's, the tra- it's, the, it's a trait on the weapons. Mm-hmm. So sustained kinetic damage emits three shockwaves at a target location. Mm-hmm. It depends it on also- only comes on right now the battle scar, the pulse rifle. I've gotten it on the pulse rifle, and it's I don't it's and the AR. I've got I used it a little bit. It comes on the auto rifle as well, the new one that dropped the season. It's only on those two weapons so far. 
But it, it also depends. I think what for the pulse rifle, it's three or four uh, burst to proc it. It says it only it, it it only drops on battle scar, hung jury, nameless midnight buzzard. That's that's it. At least that's what light GG says. Is the ba- battle scar is the gray one, right? Am I mixing? Is that? Yeah. Oh no, no. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's the gray pulse rifle. AR, yeah, it's the gray one. So yeah, that's the one. I kind of yeah, think I want to get it on hung jury. I feel like that might be pretty pretty good to have on a hung jury. I mean, that would be pretty awesome. I think for precision on a scout, it might be eight or nine rounds before it triggers. But then it does a three blast, the three tremors. So, like, that's still pretty awesome, especially in a group setting. If you hit them. Yeah. Like, if it's for, I, I, I mean, I understand why for pulse it has to be eight or four straight burst. I think for the scout, it might be seven to nine rounds. Uh, but like that's easy to put in on an enemy, especially from afar, and then them being able to just proc it on one another, like that's gonna be dope. Yeah, I haven't been able to play with it, so I have zero experience with it and no opinion. <laughs> <laughs> do we know, uh, uh, Lich? Do we know if is the hung jury the nightfall weapon for the season? A, a nightfall weapon for the season? I, I believe it'll be one of the nightfall weapons. Yes. Mm, all right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that'll be that'll be. Plus, uh, buzzard, buzzard is one of the other ones, and I feel like the other one's a shotgun. I would have to look it up. What's been like your go-to gun right now, uh, Doom? Ooh. Uh. Well, I mean, I'm picking my funnel web right now because it synergizes so well with my void build, and it just again, it's I'm making the entire room explode with volatile explosions i mean so far this this season it's been uh just really focusing on smgs i guess a little a little bit more than i have in the past so my funnel web callus mini tool when i was running uh uh solar and then obviously the iclos smg because why not use that it's amazing so (laughs) I mean, for me, it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's it's so much fun. Uh, I did get uh, a Nessa's obligation from the raid with dragonfly destabilizing rounds that I want to oh nice run around with, mess around. It it's, looks like a good roll, but you know we'll see. I don't know uh, how well destabilizing destabilizing rounds are, and like how easy it is to proc and whatnot. So. Oh, the other weapon, uh, sorry, the Swarm is back. The Swarm is back this season. Ooh. As the Adept. So the Arc Machine Gun, Heavy Machine Gun. Yeah, uh, LMGs, yeah, have been um, pretty dope, dude. They've been pretty awesome, especially Void. Void Heavy Machine Guns this season have been pretty sweet. Void, yeah. Yeah, with the volatile rounds and then just constantly making heavy. I think... I. For for most of the raid, I used my LMGs as primaries because I didn't have to. I never had not had heavy. It was great. <laughs> for sure. Bricks from Beyond has been just so insane. You clear rooms and then you turn around to just a sea of heavy ammo and you're like, this is amazing. Like, I, well, I wish this was a thing all the time. Uh, so just enjoy it while I can, I guess. 
Yeah, that with volatile flow. Like, oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. I do like the mods, uh, artifact mods for the season. Been fun. What about you guys? What uh, what classes did you say? Did you decide to run in the campaign? And why did you go with those? Me personally, I think when I was running it, I'd, I mean, I swapped over a couple of times. Um, had fun with Strand when it was introduced, some of the missions. Uh, I could see where Strand was useful for some of the like higher end enemies at the time when we were under leveled. It definitely did help for like control, you know, ad control and all that stuff. Um, I ran it as a Titan, so very limited, you know, not as. I, the the uh the rally barricade uh strand weave is pretty dope you know when that like pulls out and uh grapples enemies and keeps them up um definitely love the new exotic that multiplies and gives you three of those instead of just one that is incredibly helpful uh i still haven't perfected my build when it comes to strand uh yet uh, after campaign but i want to say i was running arc for most of the campaign uh, a couple times swapped to void once we had like vol once I got like volatile flow unlocked, um, but yeah, I've been, I would say arc and then void and then strand whenever it was presented to us. But there were moments. I mean, when you I re- recall when we were running some of the levels and we're like, "Fuck strand, this is actually does not work <laughs> right now. This sucks. <laughs> this is stupid." <laughs> Yeah, even when the game's shoving it in your face, like, don't you want to touch these green strings? And you're like, no, I really don't. <laughs> not no. right now. <laughs> it's going to make it a lot harder. It's going to make it a lot harder than it needs to be. I'm just fucking Tarzan off the damn map because, <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> yep. Solar, Solar Warlock with the, you know, the classic uh, Starfire protocol because if you're playing a Solar Warlock, you're nine times out of ten just playing Starfire protocol. <laughs> Because it's the only really good exotic to throw on. <laughs> I mean, it's good. Plus, with the it's 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 the if you're running a solar warlock and you're not running starfire for most of the shit, you're probably handicapping yourself a little bit. There's two fusion nades blowing everything up all the time, always getting them back. What what, what can you what can you do better? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Phoenix protocol. <laughs> you're getting so many. I mean, because because it doesn't really matter what your intellect or your cooldown is on it. You're getting so many grenade kills that you're just getting more super energy back before your your super is even over yeah. from just spamming fusion grenades. Yeah. Well, you know they 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 nerf heart of animals light because of ability spam, but yet. <laughs> Our fire protocol is still you, top of the you, 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 <laughs> you got to ability spam the entire time as a titan. You could just go around. You need to be standing still as a warlock inside of a well or an empowering rift to get unlimited grenades. Yeah, but look at how much damage you can do with those grenades compared to how, my melee. Like you can do standing still. <laughs> you can run in circles and clear out entire rooms of ads with the storm grenades and you're punching and dodging around where I have to stand in one singular place getting shot by stuff to be able to rain a couple of grenades. And if I if I peek out too long, I'm dead. <laughs> 
What have you learned from picking a warlock class? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we, we I'm, balance. That's what hey. I learned. True balance in the force. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shit on warlocks. I, I really appreciate your riffs and your wards of dawn. Please continue <laughs> bestowing upon me these uh, buffs that would otherwise escape me. So, no, I, I like warlocks. <laughs> I I do like warlock class a lot. It's really really fun. Um, the fusion grenade spamming and all that stuff of wither horde. It's dope. Melt everything. I like it. I enjoy it. It does. It's fun. Yeah. Actually, for you, I think that's the only other class I see you play the most probably because you're not into self-deprecation and playing hunter no. stuff. oh god i can't <laughs> no you'll never catch me probably i i don't even know when i'll go through a storm with my hunter but my god no <laughs> it's How been kind of a slow season for me leveling up this season so i'm like all right i gotta get i gotta get my ass in gear and start getting on top of the charts because right now I'm falling behind. I just haven't had time to play as much. So like, I definitely need to finish up the story with my warlock. I'm like three levels or three story missions away from being done with it. So nice. Well, that, and it's just, it's just a new, new expansion. It's the hell of a grind. You got to actually do the power grind, get to 1800. And then, then you can start your pinnacle grind. It's, it's a hell of a grind when, whenever a new, new expansion drops. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. But continuing for uh, so something I'm looking out for, and you guys should probably look out for too, is weapons with keep away on them. Big fan of that new perk, keep away. It is, it is anti threat detector. So when you're further away, you get more range, reload speed, and you get a accuracy accuracy cone size minus five percent. Great. Look out for that one. So if you get some weapons with that, give it a shot. It's going to be good on some pulse rifles and long range stuff. Mm, and um, and Zen Moment got a change. And oh. it, it, it's if you have some old weapons with Zen Moment on it, pull them out and give them a shot because they're going to be pretty stable. They're going to be laser beams on a controller. Interesting. I like how they snuck that in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nice because it, it now it, it reduces the amount of flinch that you receive while it's active. Okay. So not only does it like it. So it's kind of weird how how Zen moment works. It, it makes it to where you don't notice the bounce of your recoil after shooting the gun. So it kind of like it feels more like you're on mouse and keyboard when you're using a gun with Zen moment and they just, now they just made it to where if you're dueling out with Zen moment, it, you won't get as much of a, a, a recoil or a, uh, a knockup while you're getting shot. So okay. the, is it just affecting visual recoil and not like the actual recoil of the gun or is it? Act yeah, it's, it's affecting visual okay. recoil. I wonder how that is affected with frame rates. I, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, didn't you know you have to have a lower frame rate to do DPS in Destiny? That's the way it works. <laughs> uh, that's, that's just to not take as much damage. Yeah, that's not <laughs> damage. You, take, yeah. you take less damage if you have a lower there frame you go. rate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's, uh, let's move on. Let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about the raid. Let's, let's go into the raid a little bit. What do you... 
what do you guys is your first impressions on, on running the raid? Um, let's see. <laughs> this is this is kind of a powder keg right now in the community, so we'll just kind of we'll 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 save it for just uh, so, <laughs> we won't go too much in depth on like the one side or the other. We're not grabbing pitchforks or nothing like that. Yeah, uh, day one I mean, too easy. Spoken as a guy who didn't complete it day one, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't I can't say it was too easy having not completed it, but. I know where they're coming from and I get it. I, I, as, as much as I like to kind of shit on elite sometimes because they forget us, uh, poor casuals. I, I actually do agree with a lot of the stuff that's come out, uh, criticisms and praising of this raid. So that's the thing. Well, let's uh, like, let's save that, that talk for the, let's, let's just talk visually. Like what visually, like the raid was beautiful. Yeah, and that was a beautiful raid. That was a gorgeous raid. I think it looks fantastic. I mean, Deep Soul looks fantastic. Vow looked amazing. They, you know, a Wrath of Machine. They, they all look great. They all look amazing. Do they all work as intended and correctly? Do certain mechanics in them work uh, correctly? No, not all the time. And I think you guys definitely, <laughs> especially Eulich, because you're the one that was the runner. You know, uh, I don't think launchers were your favorite. Um. Uh, I didn't have as much of a problem as some people in our raid. I'm not going to name names, plastic. Uh, you know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are, and you know how you got sent to oblivion multiple times. But I, I didn't have as much of a problem with them. Um, but yeah, I just it took me a second to get used to them. But once you get used to it and you get hang of the mechanic, it was pretty simple. Visually, who was it? Yeah, it just oh, it blew me away. I love it. I love yeah, exotic locations and like that's that that's a raid to me is I will always have a soft spot for Vow. Uh, that was the first raid I ever completed in Destiny because uh, I was just playing by myself for a really long time and eventually a peasant yeah, you were a peasant I was, <laughs> you was the, still a new light dude the most <laughs> casual casual you've ever met in your entire life and well that's the thing what do we call ourselves we're not casuals. We're not elitist. No, we're we're almost casuals because we 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 play a little bit too much to be considered a casual, but we don't play enough to be considered um, an elite. I no, think. but we have the experience. Yeah. So like like there's no term for that, which I've realized today. I'm like I was trying to figure out like when I was trying, I'm like where do we fall in that? You know that spectrum. Like we're we play more than a casual would probably. We don't play as much as an elitist would because we actually have priorities and daytime jobs, so we don't get to stay at home and play a video game all day. Um, you know, like I was trying to figure out, like, is there a way to describe us? Is there a definitive word that would describe our, I guess, our where we fall in that spectrum? You know, that chart of a uh, game type player, but uh. Yeah. Dukes. Cash. We're not. We're not. We're not kings. We're not peasants. We're dukes. We're right in the middle. I do in fact uh, touch grass from time to time. So you know, yeah. <laughs> I do remember what fresh air tastes like or yeah. smells like. <laughs> I work outside with my hands and then come yeah. home and play this game after a, a... seeing the the sunrise once or twice. <laughs> exactly. Just yeah. touch sand. Not not on the day one raid race though. 
No, sir. <laughs> no, I was, uh, yeah. I mean, overall, the yeah, it looked absolutely gorgeous. I like the layout. I like the design, the concept work, everything. Um, after the horrible defeat that I encountered in that raid and after everyone disbanded that night, I, I literally sat on, moved my character on top of the route that leads up to Nezarax uh, Arena, and you could hear the route like moving yeah. and like cracking. I sat there for like ten minutes, just in silence, questioning my entire life and why I still play this game. <laughs> and I was so enthralled by the sound of that damn route just crackling. I'm like, I could just listen to this all day. <laughs> this is so calming. It's, it's cool the whole like the whole raid like looking deeper into the raid like aesthetically it was great but like as you move through the encounters that tree grows yeah like you you're slowly like when you get to nezrag and you get into that final boss fight you're at the tree is completely grown like you're on the tree Mm -hmm. you you have walked through this raid and watched this thing grow from a sapling to a full-fledged tree and it, it was is cool. Yeah. It was a great, great kind of like background thing to to see. Yeah. yeah, but it's so for me, I like I I get a little overwhelmed with the visuals on these raids, and that's a good thing. I I want that all the time, like more of that, please. But uh, so <laughs> like I, the more I run the raid, the more I notice, and like I, I'll be honest, the first time I ran through it, no idea that we kept like looping around and it was supposed to be like you're just playing in this one area you're just kind of circling around and the and the space is changing and that first encounter where you're running uh the buff back and forth like Nezarak's there he's he's the one casting that like white mechanic and his body is developing while and and you're the things that you're doing in this raid are building him back and it, it like I just it all escaped me, and then I think I watched a bike video on it, and I was like, oh, like just totally mind blown. No idea that that was the case, but it was awesome. And and to touch on what you were saying, Krim, like the audio, like that that subtle. It sounded like like a like wood cracking, like yeah, uh, like, like, a, a wood like an fire. old wooden ship or something. And it was just it yeah. was so it was such a immersive feeling and that like again like i said before that more of that all the time always i will never say i don't like that so yeah it was awesome asmr dude when i wasn't expecting it and when i needed it because i was at the lowest point in my life after that (laughs) (laughs) but but like swinging back to the original conversation about the campaign and everything like that like how bungie can tell like such a great story Without telling a story through the brains, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> like we walk into the route and we see Nezarek and then we have to rebuild Nezarek from, from a route. And it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about that. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. are those, uh, absolutely like just that, like you said, that's the bungee that we know and love. And then it's why, like, we know what you're capable of. And that's that's why we're all here. It's why we play this game. We see you. Yeah. We see and, you. <laughs> lest we forget, dude, the, the, the piece, the massive piece of lore that they dropped on us about Savathun. 
involved with Nezarak and how she betrayed like she she's been protecting us in a way from the witness hiding the veil whatever the hell that is and pretty much trying to hide us from the witness because she knew that eventually the witness might find us and playing tricks on Nezarak you know basically betraying them and all that stuff on purpose because that's who she is she's she's the goddess or god of of lies and deceit um and that that's like a massive lore drop man i'm like holy crap like she was she antagonized all of this like not only did she like mess with us and when it came to the story her story last year but then she was also messing with all of these guys like she has had her fingers entrenched into everything for so damn long and we just never knew about it yeah and it really makes yeah. me wonder like i hope zivu wrath demolishes us by the end of this year i want him to destroy <laughs> everything that we've come to love because he he well ziva rat it needs to be able to culminate or outdo what Z- sabathun has done so far or at least her presence because her presence is known here and we haven't even gotten ziva rat yet and that is the last of the the brother sister of the sisters that we need to fight and she better fucking like bring it, man. I want everything to be destroyed. I want everything engulfed in flames. The last city is decimated, tower <laughs> gone. I want it all gone. So when we go into the final shape, there's a reason for us to play. We're all going to physically and mentally want to destroy this thing and fight back. And ah, oh, I'm so damn excited. I'm so excited because they're just building upon just when you thought Sabathun was done or the story of the, one of the sisters is done, like to bring it into the lore of, of, of the raid is fantastic. Yeah, for sure. And like that, that she did it not, not to defend us, but to defend the traveler. And we were the traveler in, yeah. in her eyes, the unfortunate byproduct of, <laughs> of defending the traveler, defending the, the traveler also meant defending humanity and it's again it's a complex great storyline and i'm here for it i'm i'm mm-hmm. i love it so yeah plus waiting for i mean obviously most of the lore tabs are out but again we all touch grass occasionally and have jobs so we can't read every ounce of lore i'm excited for all the great librarians of this game to keep continually telling me about all the other the the other acolytes of Nezarek <laughs> exactly. that we learn about from the from all the weapons. I know I, I'm, and yeah. So to touch on that, uh, that at to like circle back, I guess to what you touched at at the or touched on in the beginning. Uh, yeah, the development of lore throughout this campaign uh, through acquired lore not like stuff that was presented to us in the campaign is good this is this is exactly this is the bungee that we're we've grown accustomed to and that hasn't changed or or fell off in any way and that's that's good that's i that's what we like i i yeah. i really do hope we get more disciples that the witnesses made because seeing that the witness uh, created uh, a tormentor based on the form and the DNA of Nezarak or whatever it's blood, because we don't know if he has DNA, but um, his blood and what they were able to create um, tormentors. I hope that we know spoilers for anyone who hasn't beat the campaign. Careful. We're about to spoil something. 
Cal's we, dead. We've spoiled oh, Okay, yeah. Cal's <laughs> dead. We killed Cal's at the end of the story, okay? But we all know that Cal is bathed in his filthy water for how long? We don't know. But it shaped him into something else. We, I hope that the witness collected some form of his blood to create a like a tormentor version of a callus. And I, in my mind, can you imagine? Tormentor is frightening. Now, can you imagine a giant like fucking bull like callus charging at you? Like it stops in the middle of a fight. We're fighting. We're surrounded by them. He stops, looks at you, kicks his feet back, and all just just bull rushes you. Like that did, would be terrifying. Did they? Um... Did they go into like the creation of tormentors and everything? Because as far as I know, they, I, they just they didn't really go too much. They just seemed like uh, scions that were were changed a little bit. No, uh, it's so they did go into it into one of the lore books. Uh, I think even one of the weapons is where it's at, um, and it tells you that the witness was able to create. A tormentor based on the blood or whatever it pulled from Nezarak. So that's where the tormentors derive from. Uh, it's supposed to be a shape of, of, of a mirror image of Nezarak, but it, obviously it's diluted because that's the best that the witness can come up with. Um, but the witness, even even Nezarak himself, has been sort of shaped by the witness since he became a disciple of the witness. So. At that point, I'm sure the witness has enough technology and or power to be like, all right, yeah, I'm going to give you this power. But with that being said, you're also going to give me a part of you that I so I could have so I could always create clones of you or versions of you that we could use to torment the guardians or enemy or our enemies. So with that, like, I think it'd be pretty awesome if she created a version of Callus that became like another tormentor. You know, it's just like a bull, a tormented bull or something that's just. Uh, tormentors are kind of slow they're scary once you get them they're like almost dead and they get aggressive but i i want even more aggression i want something that's charging us like that's running at us like like i think that would be horrifying like that would be terrifying it, it would force us not to be able to stop and sit in a spot we just got to readjust our game style and those are the type of enemies that i want you know more engaging enemies and look forward to in the game yeah and i will say uh tormentors lived up to the hype uh they you know, they said when one of these drop, like it's going to be a, it's going to, you're going to need to focus on it. It's going to be a big deal. And that, that was true. I, I, I like that new enemy. I like the challenge it presented. It was interesting throughout the campaign. Uh, I, I, I wish they were a little more random. Like it wasn't uh, a designated boss encounter. Like, all right, it's fermenter yeah. time. Like, no, it'd be cool if it was just like out of nowhere, and then you're you're fighting a tormentor. Yeah, but it like for real. It's it, that it, it was fun. It was a it was a cool new enemy. It was like the you know the lucent hive, the equivalent to that, and. Yeah. I think uh, it would be cool, like if they would spawn them throughout in like public events or something like that. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, or events around Yamuna. Like if they tear with their scythe, they could tear through like the timeline or something like that. And all of a sudden, they appear out of nowhere. You know, just like the Vex disappear also out of their their timeline. They could just do do they just digitize it. And so it's like, wouldn't it be awesome? Like a tormentor, all digitize. Of, yeah, digitize reboot. Like Tormentor just cuts through the vi- like your the image of the game and like all of a sudden it pops right in like oh shit like can you imagine like you're just roaming around and he just slams your sparrow and you blow up yeah no it's like it's it's a very welcome change so yeah yeah 
Yeah, some of the some of the new guns in the in the new raid are looking pretty good too. I'm excited to get more hands on those and get those all crafted. Mm-hmm. For sure, the AR that trace rifle um, is going to be pretty pretty awesome. I think. Yeah, especially um, since I don't have my hollow denial, so like I need it. I need this. Everybody's like, it's good, but hollow denial is better. And I'm like, well, you know, don't have that, so this is my option now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's got some good rolls on it for that trace rifle. And the new exotic, yeah. it's pretty nice. Yeah, reconstruction on it. Um yeah, with um a target locked. A reconstruction with target locked. Like that is insane. Like that's gonna be so much fun. I can't. I want to try that out. That rollout. I'm very excited for the uh, that strand auto rifle. I definitely want to get my hands on it, play with it a little bit. Uh, the crafted version is gonna be awesome. The uh, adept version when we eventually definitely start running the master version of this raid. <laughs> definitely start knocking that out. <laughs> hint, hint. But uh, <laughs> like I, your clan mates. <laughs> looking at you guys but uh no it, i'm i'm excited for again and and even so raid weapons adept weapons dropping with enhanced perks awesome awesome quality of life change thank you for making it worth it to run master content again because <laughs> we can now get adept weapons with enhanced traits like it seems like a no-brainer and i understand th- these things take time and you can't foresee some of the the uh power creep that that occurs in this game totally understandable so like Mm -hmm. you know no fault on the developers for this either you know not happening right away because you know nobody's a mind reader so i'm 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 happy that they are so receptive and and the way they respond to uh the ideas of this community i think that's yeah addressing yeah addressing these issues yeah yeah and like you said, I think I think to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, like there's no way of them knowing how it's how it changed us. I mean, could affect the game, be it like physically in the game, you know, with a glitch, um, um, or with the community. And it's it's nice to see. Yeah, maybe they can't react to a negative effect in the game immediately. It takes a couple of weeks for a fix, or like a bigger change in the game that can affect. Uh, multiple systems like that might take a while to fix but the fact that they are doubling down and being like you know what we're going to change this we're implementing this change because we heard everyone last season and you're right like there's no reason for you guys to run this heavy-ended content if there's no reward you yeah. can just the weapon so yeah i'm really excited for that yeah looking forward like you said the ar and the uh the the sidearm is already getting a lot of uh high praise from pvp sweat lords across youtube there you go favorite kind of people i also like the nickname for the sidearm the glockenballs so (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it looks ridiculous but again (laughs) just give me all the wildest (laughs) designs that you can i'll never i'll never say no <laughs> i love never let you go. <laughs> i love the new the new warlock raid armor where they're just like here have two extra arms because why not and like yeah sure make it so i just look like an absolute ghoul i don't care i'm here for it i love it and i want more of it and i i that is one thing for titans we got shafted this season i will give them i will say that like hunters and warlocks look 
really freaking cool. And I feel like they dropped the ball hard on Titans. They could have given us a sick-ass chest armor with, like, Nezerax, like, glowing shoulders and, like, glowing chest that's, like, a little bulkier. Like, that would have been dope. But, like, I feel the Titan armor is just so lackluster. Whereas in the Hunter, the t- or the Warlock Dude, and the Hunter look like... Have you yeah. have you seen some of your exotic armor ornaments? I mean, like, you <laughs> got talking, the Helm of Saint 14, exotic the armor. Tank in Hoyle. Man, oh. you got lots of cool armor. <laughs> you got a lot of cool armor. <laughs> what? Are you serious? Like, you seen the Starfire and Phoenix Protocol armor set? Or exotic armor? ornaments for their set like it's they're fantastic for the phoenix saying, protocol sure starfire ain't got nothing not starfire. <laughs> starfire you gotta look yeah, starfire. dumb um, yeah, starfire, you get I'm just rate golden diamonds. that's it yeah base rate armor warlock and hunter definitely do have the best drip especially that that hunter cloak looks fantastic you look you almost kind of look like shredder from the teenage mutant ninja turtles i'm not gonna lie it I looks awesome. i look like a piece of coral wearing a cowboy hat but <laughs> It's okay. I think, uh, oh, by the way, Lynch, did you buy that? Ex- tell me you bought that exotic uh, emote. Or no, it's the legendary emote with the uh, cowboy hat. I'm like, because no. you got to get that one, no, dude. I didn't like, that's, that goes with your build, your entire, like, your cowboy build. I know. I'm getting over the cowboy build. I think I got to find a new a new uh, style. See, you know, and you say these kind of things, and you hurt my heart, because my RNG is abysmal, and... Uh, as many times as I've run Spire, no cowboy hats on any of my characters. I mean, uh, have you thought about accepting our Lord and Savior RNGesus into your life? Because if you would, you'd probably get a lot. Better I have, in fact, he, he answered my prayers on my 49th run of Kingsfall. So, you know, <laughs> just making sure I don't get to that big 5 0 before I get touched. The other night I was cleaning out my vault and I just uh, deleted an extra Vex Mythic class I had sitting in my vault, by the way. Doom, so. Uh, Sorry, bud. <laughs> I will never not play Hunter. I do. I do. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but um, they also answered the call for the, the raid triumphs, adding more chances to get the raid exotic. Yep, did like that. Yeah, that's what I do like because they did that with the dungeons. They did. Yeah. That is it? That's a good, another good quality of life change and, that needed to I happen. I think that's fair, man. It definitely is fair. And I can see people complaining about some of those challenges being more difficult to complete. However, uh, you got to earn it. It's uh, if you want the, <laughs> if you want better drop rates eh, earn them it'll it'll be cool it'll feel great so i don't know i'm 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 no i agree man like you got to put in the time some way shape or form like man like everything can't be handed to you and like i'm sorry but like i don't feel bad you know dad'll said it best like there are certain things that for that should be built in in line with like the people who have been playing and have dumped 2500 hours into the game um you know i'm 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 very shy from that already and between all of us we easily have close to eight to nine thousand hours in this game invested so it's like we've been playing for a while i would like to say so like i think it's only very like we we've earned them we've done we've done our fair share of gaming and and have stayed up the late nights and all that and then for oh i get it new lights definitely should be able to have access to certain weapons and all that stuff 
in certain activities, but we also got to, they need to be reminded, like, if you want these things, you have to, you got to work hard for them. You know, we're willing to help people. We're willing to guide people through things. But it's like, if you don't put in the time, you can't expect to be rewarded as well as other people who put in 10, 20, 30 hours a week into a game that is going to reward them for their time. Uh, even though a lot of it's based on RNG still, with more time put in, eventually your your chances get heightened with being able to collect something cool, a, a good drop at least of a, an armor piece or a weapon. But with that being said, it is good that they have helped, they've reshaped vendors to carry weapons, you know, especially past weapons for people who who are new to the game or have not had the opportunity or fear trying to tackle most of the end game stuff because there is a level of intimidation to say like hey we're gonna tackle master we're gonna tackle grandmaster like a lot of people don't want to do it because they don't want to go through the headache of having to deal with constant loss or just like wipes and all that stuff so it's like i get it all right then give them a version of the weapon that they can purchase for so much currency and game currency bam that's it yeah i we i i had talked with uh with lich about this when we were discussing uh craftable weapons and whatnot and at the time i think i was saying like you know, oh, everything should be craftable, and this is great. I love crafting, blah blah blah. And I don't know. He he explained it in a way that just it made more sense to me, and it I, I ended up it changed the way I thought about it, and I agreed with it. Like I cherish my God roll weapons so much. I, like mm-hmm. when you get that perfect roll, if it's a four out of five or a five out of five, if you're lucky enough, it. it Oh, dude, nothing feels better. Yeah, I I love the gun. It makes me feel so like lucky that it that it dropped for me and I'm like it just it makes the gun better to me than something that I can just make the god roll of because it's not special because everybody can have a god roll taipan, not everybody's going to have the god roll uh Aisha's embrace or funnel web or whatever you know it's or read regret until it comes back into loot pool and oh i didn't want to touch on that one (laughs) but but yeah for sure it's it's uh dude it just makes it makes those god rolls feel that much more special and i don't ever want to lose the feeling of the guns that you grind for like that's that's a that's a great thing yeah, I mean, that, that that's the thing. Like, there has to be a reason why you play the game. It, at the end of the day, for a game that was created and based its entire, like, creation on loot, you know, what do you do with loot? You farm for it. You know, this is, you go through these hurdles with your raid team, with your squad, your three-man team, and you have to sort of struggle for this loot you're not going to get it dropped for you immediately now i do and i do like the fact that they have introduced systems to help people who have not been around as long as we have to be able to collect these loot pieces they may not be the best stat drops but hey you have it it's part of your your loot pool now in the world and now you have a chance of it dropping again at a higher rate and that's great but even at that like legendary lost sectors you know a lot of the enemies have gotten harder throughout the entire game because there we needed more of a challenge because we are at that power creep and people still are complaining about it because it's too hard for the nuts too difficult for them and i i I, it's a very hard balance for bungie to find you know that that where we're at right now with the in the lifespan of this game it's incredibly hard to balance that out for everyone 
equally. And I know it's 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 like bashing your head against the wall, man, because like, all right, who do we cater to? We don't want to cater just to the elite crew. And then we don't also want to just cater to new members because then it's just going to dilute the game and make it too easy. And then eventually you lose the elite crew. And then or if you make it too difficult, you lose the casual crew. Uh, and it's such a hard thing to have to balance out, I think, in a game or just of any when you try to implement that template of anything, you know, it's, it's, it's incredibly hard and it's a fine line that they got to walk, but I think they're doing well so far with some of the, that were with the quality of life changes that were included and implemented in this expansion and with the vendors and with the legendary lost sectors. And even in this week's TWAB, you know, them bumping up the drop rate for exotics for legendary lost sectors, you know, that's, I think they were bugged. I don't know what the hell was going on, but I ran a couple. I didn't get a single exotic drop. Um, I, I ran like 10 of them and I'm like, whatever, like, that's fine. Like, I don't care. I already got all the exotics on my Titan. So like, it's not a big deal, but to not even get one like that was pretty gnarly. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's start heading down the downhill slope. Let's uh, let's get into a little bit of what the hot fix was this week, and maybe a quick recap of the TWAB. Mm-hmm. So, looking over the hot fix, nothing really too game changing, other than what you just said. Yeah, they increased the drop rates. For exotic armors and legend and master lost sectors when playing solo um not nothing nothing too too big they fixed the armor scavenger mod for jotun so you could actually you could you can grab the toaster again and use that yeah it was um it was giving it too much damage per shot <laughs> it's causing it to have too much damage per shot uh yeah it was good it says it was giving it a unintentional boost in ammo mm-hmm. yeah and uh fixed uh, issue with hunters where volatile granted by gear falcons was not providing void weapons with anti-barrier i did run into that a little bit while i was playing my hunter and that was kind of annoying i'm glad they fixed that Fixed uh, issue where some artifact mods were not properly procking anti-barrier capabilities. I know that was a thing with uh, with the keep away or the tremors. Sorry, it was tremors on that uh, that pulse rifle. Or depending on what weapon you put on, it would just take anti-barrier off your pulse rifle. Uh, they uh, nerfed down the winter bite exotic glaive. It was doing too much damage, more damage than intended. And they gave uh, you Titan Boys a nerf to exotic synthesis. Once again, the damage has been reduced against both combatants and enemy guardians. A couple seconds, please, for another Titan exotic nerf to hell, please. <laughs> it's, it's for the glaives. It's for the glaives. You're still doing your normal punch. <laughs> I, that shit was doing a lot of damage. When when a winner by exotic glaive with syntheseps could do yeah. almost eight hundred thousand damage. I, I, that might be a little bit too much. Yeah, when I when I read that, it was like, oh the glaive I don't have got nerfed, and the exotic <laughs> I don't use is fixed. All right, I understand. Like, thanks. <laughs> And there's like eight people that are super upset about that. So, people, <laughs> eight people we, in the world. We found one of them. We yeah. found one of them. We, so we, we got to find the other and, seven. Yeah, maybe they're listening right now. That's all right. That just gives me more space. I could clear up in my vault. Another, another exotic I won't use now. 
Oh, Synth of Steps is still good. I know. I, yeah, I still, like, maybe. I gotta mess around with the Void builds for it. Um, they did adjust your Guardian rank, so you didn't have to get as much of a Commendation score to increase for, for each of the Guardian ranks. I called it. kind of nice. Yeah, I called it from the beginning when I first saw, like, the ranking system of how many we were going to need. I'm like, good lord, man. Like, I play a shit ton of this game. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. Like, it was a lot. That is pretty absurd, especially at the fact that this is going to reset at the end of the season again. Like, why the hell yeah. am I doing this? <laughs> yeah, I do appreciate that Bungie is going to allow us to sleep. You know, when when grinding to level <laughs> eleven, it's going to be super cool to be able to actually close my eyes and not play this game for a brief second to reach, yeah. reach that high high level. So yeah. Great. The like last, things. last one of any note is they turn they fix the uh, the accommodation farm. So if you didn't get in on the master wellspring accommodation farm, you can't get it anymore. <laughs> That's true. Yep. You no longer offer commendations to others following a failed mission activity. So no more. Queuing up for Wellspring, killing yourself with a Gallahorn, mm-hmm. giving all your friends combinations <laughs> to race to 5,000. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, as a community, I think it's uh, understood that we all love the cheese. And, and you know, any any encounter where we can cheat in some way, uh, totally going to be taken advantage of immediately. And count on this. <laughs> the, the community of cheating. Yeah. Yes, the community of exploits. Yes. You can count <laughs> on them to find it almost immediately. <laughs> and I know... Um, hours. <laughs> and, I, and I guess one major, last major one to announce, uh, Lich, is the fact that I know how Bungie loves their hunters, but they had to nerf the invisibility glitch for hunters. So... Once again, you could see all guardians in the game when it comes to Vanguard playlist or PvP playlist activities. They did, yeah. They fixed it. That was like a that was like a cash yeah. a cash yeah. issue where yeah. if you played too many too many uh, activities back to back to back, like if you were playing Crucible for like an hour straight at forty five minutes in, you should just reset your destiny because your cash is about to be full and no guardians are gonna render. You're just gonna see floating guns out there. Oh, it was annoying. I, I, I played like three matches of PvP with it and I almost fucking blasted my, my computer screen with my fist. <laughs> for yeah, for I was a brief getting so time. mad, dude. Yeah, it was very irritating. For a brief time, uh, uh Warlocks and Titans felt like a fraction of the power that us hunters get to utilize on a daily basis. So <laughs> yeah, and I realized how easy it was to get kills when I could run invisible for the entire map. It, it's extremely easy. Uh, I know. To I know. Playing as a hunter. I know. That's all right. You need a little bit of a handicap to get kills. That's all right. Anyway, I've, I've self-admittedly, I love the cheese. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not that much of a cheese considering you only have like a twenty meter radius on your your mini map up there at the top left. So. You, until you're on top of somebody, you don't know that they're there. So when you're invisible, you're just running around blind, like la 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 la, and you just so happen to come across somebody. Yeah, like, oh, I can, I can maybe get the kill. Yeah, it's so hard. I can't tell you how many times I bumped into people like that were literally a foot away from me, and I bump right into them. Like, was that an enemy? Was that a person I just passed? Like, what the hell yeah. just happened? <laughs> 
Yeah, I could. Yeah, uh, so moving on to the TWAB for this week at Bungie. Uh, looking through it, not not much. They kind of talk about the the world first raid a bit. Um, they say that 190,000 guardians completed the final boss. So that's that's kind of exciting. It's kind of cool. It's a huge number. Uh, yeah, talking about the update to the commendations, how they dropped everything down. You don't have to go for 6,000 anymore. It's only 1,800 at rank 11. Still, 1,800 is kind of nuts of a number to think about because I think I'm only sitting at like 500 right now. Yeah, I, I, I've been playing pretty consistently for a few for since the start. Yeah, you've been playing more oh. than me, and I just broke 700 yesterday, and you've been playing more than me. So yeah, I don't even I, I don't even know off the top of my head what I'm at, but I barely I think I barely made it for the rank seven. So yeah. I was like, eh. it's I think it, it's just been a little rough for people because I think everyone I do it too sometimes, and I feel like an ass when I've done it. Like I'll leave an event or a playlist really quick because I completely forget. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I could go and accommodate someone. Then I have left already. I'm like. I'm a dick. I just left these people. Now they probably think I'm an ass. I feel so bad. I'm like, no, I forgot to do it. Well, my biggest problem with it, because I, I do play a lot more PvP, and, and Doom can attest for this too, is that a lot of the time I'll play a PvP match, and it never loads to be able to give accommodations. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm thinking it's the same for everybody else. Like It just doesn't load fast enough for me to give accommodation or receive accommodation. I think they... Fix that though wasn't I think that was ro- getting rolled out with a f- hot fix this today. Uh, our it, hot fix didn't say anything about it, so it I'm did. assuming it's still a problem. Mm, yeah, that was. It's incredibly frustrating. Uh, I've <laughs> voiced my concern on more than one occasion how you implement this thing where you can, you know, comment on the way other people play. And right now, it's very it's it's all positive. It should always stay positive. You know, obviously, but when you don't give us enough time to actually do the new thing that you've introduced, it's it's really frustrating, especially when you look like the asshole because everybody else is leaving accommodation on everyone. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's two missing or five missing or six <laughs> missing. And you're like, sorry, guys, I just can't leave accommodation on you right now. Game won't let me and I can't go back into like the I can't look at the previous game stats to like leave commendations on the people that I missed. So it's it's really frustrating. I know nobody's sitting there motherfucking me like uh, Doom didn't leave yeah. accommodation mm-hmm. again. I'm literally never gonna play with those players again. But <laughs> still, they're all blocking you right now. You've been <laughs> blocked by everyone. <laughs> That's why you're not playing with them again. <laughs> I'm I'm the scourge of the community right now. Just. <laughs> receiving all the combinations while simultaneously giving out none. So <laughs> you got to you got to give a reach round. Right? You got to reach yeah. round every so often. Yeah, I just, you know it's all about me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on, they go into talking about the new exotic mission, uh, which was pretty fun. We could talk a little bit more about that next week. Yeah, going to the the new exotic mission. Uh, this this week starts Trials of Osiris, so this will be the first week you'll be able to get uh, that new strand SMG, which I I think is going to be a nuisance in 
in PvP. I think it's going to overtake Iklos. I'm excited. As the new gun. <laughs> I'm excited. To... It can get some pretty good rolls, and I'm here for it. I will be trying to farm some of that this weekend if I get some time for it. Yep, I love Trials, mm-hmm. and I did not start out that way. It gave me a headache because I could not compete, and it just, I don't know. You got to stick with it, and it's been so much fun. I I love playing Trials now. Yeah. It's fun when you, you feel like you're making progress, like you're you're getting some wins, you're feeling more confident in your abilities, you're learning the map, you like it is it's definitely a good feeling. And you can also look out for the Astral Horizon, the kinetic aggressive frame shotgun. I haven't looked too much into that one. Um hopefully I get a good one and I can get back to you on it. Uh then next week we get Iron Banner back. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Like, I don't really care about Trials of Boar Cyrus. I'm more of an Iron Banner player. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it's because you're not good at 3v3. It's fine. We get it. <laughs> I mean, I just don't run a Hunter class. So, I mean, unfortunately, I'd already be losing. You know, I'm already down. So Warlock, dog. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I run into far more uh, Titan and Warlock Oh yeah, definitely. I, I run into more titans than I do hunters. Yeah, for sure. In trials. trials. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, but like that uh, Stasis class we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not a made-up scenario. That is one hundred percent a three stack that me and Lich ran into, and it ab it destroyed us. We had no idea how to counter it, and it it sucked. But <laughs> They just ran. They held. They held W key in one Dude, the entire time. Yes. <laughs> Titans for life. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it for for real. Titans, Titans are a menace. End game three v three. If if they are a super, if they have a, a good team comp and they have good communication and good like just aggressive play style, they they shred you. Like it's hard. It's hard to to beat out a good titan yeah i'm just not good at Os- the trials of osiris i just don't really care much for the 3v3 comp style I'm, I'm more 6v6 you know yeah and even at that it really especially when you're doing freelance well now that they don't have freelance anymore for pvp but or at least for crucible uh they still have it for iron ba- or for um gambit even at that it's still i've been running when i do run it solo crucible sometimes man i've been getting just molly with like three stacks uh going up against like three stacks and all that stuff but in iron banner hopefully it'll be better this season uh now and i think the grind doesn't have to be as hard seeing that it's back to the three week uh template that they used to have thank god yeah i am i am excited for uh one more week of iron banner so i think yeah last season was a little rough everyone trying to grind for that that shader which was pretty awesome it was worth it but my god uh that was a lot of iron banner that week yeah i'm here for it yeah i'm here for it i'm here for the pvp they're rotating the game modes too per week like it's supposed to be control for the first uh eruption for second and then fortress for the last week of it yeah, and we can look out for the Joram's Claw, the Pulse Rifle, and the Bite of the Fox Sniper Rifle. Those are what you can grab from there. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, that looks like that's about it. I think uh, I think that seems like a wrap. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the first episode of the Forged in Light podcast. Hope you enjoy and look out for many more to come. Good night, everybody. Later, everyone. Take it easy.